Hello and welcome. You're listening to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard. Thank you so much for returning for another segment. We're going to be talking with Dr. Ali Tavakoli this afternoon. In this segment, he's joining us here as Chief of the Division of General and GI Surgery, Co-Director of the Center for Weight Management and Wellness, and Director of the Mentally Invasive Surgery Fellowship at Brigham and Women's Hospital. He's joining us to talk about his research on preoperative biological markers to improve the accuracy of weight loss prediction calculators. Welcome to Health Health Professional Radio, Dr. Tavakoli. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Neil. Thanks for having me. Well, before we get into this information that was presented at Digestive Disease Week 2022, give our listeners a brief look into your professional background and talk briefly about your role as Chief of uh, the Division of General and GI Surgery. So I'm a minimally invasive uh, GI surgeon. Uh, I perform a variety of abdominal operations through laparoscopic approach, uh, um, approaches to kind of enhance uh, earlier recovery. And one of the surgeries that um, I focus on are weight loss operations and specifically gastric bypass surgery and sleeve gastrectomy. Um, I also study these operations in the lab, and we have a big research group uh, that focuses on studying outcomes of these surgeries. Um, And the reason we've been particularly interested in these operations is that the surgeries not only lead to significant and durable uh, weight loss, but they also lead uh, in kind of to significant improvements in overall health of patients as well. So many obese patients um, um, may um, struggle with diabetes or uh, sleep apnea or hypertension or arthritis, and all these parameters improve after these weight loss operations. One of the challenges with these surgeries is that although they have been very well studied in uh, studied in randomized studies and also long prospective studies, and we know that outcomes are good the uptake of these surgeries uh, remains low. So somewhere only 1% to 2% of patients who qualify for surgery actually undergo the operation. And, and the reason that people, are, or there are potentially several reasons why there is this low uptake. Uh, some of it is uh, insurance coverage challenges. Um, some of it is access difficulty. But there is also an element that people are worried about doing the surgery because they, uh, you know, our ability to predict our weight loss outcome of these operations are not very good. Mm-hmm. So although, although we can give patients pretty good averages, so we can say, look, on average, someone would lose 30% of their weight um, after, for example, a gastric bypass surgery, and there are people who do better and there are people who do worse. And there's also possibility of weight regain after in the long term for some of the patients. Mm. Uh, and our inability to predict exactly who's going to fall into which category, I think, has been a source of anxiety for patients. And in some cases, this has prevented them from having a surgery, which I believe could be potentially life-saving for patients. I think they lose weight, their comorbidities improve, their life expectancy is prolonged as well. As frustrating and fearful as that is for the patient, how must it tie the surgeon's hands in trying to predict and convince someone who may be a good candidate to undergo the procedure? 
was that the the main point of the research that you presented at DDW 2022? That's absolutely right. Mm-hmm. That's right. And I think you know we uh, the the field has has taken tremendous steps in making the surgery safer. So in the let's say 20 years ago, a lot of patients were worried about doing the operation because of short-term risks of uh, surgical complications. I think the field has taken a, has done a great job in reducing those uh, uh, early post-operative complications, and the surgery is now done as you know patients come in stay usually in hospital for only one night in mm-hmm. some cases just uh, even go home same day so that element of anxiety for patients has been taken out of it but i think to help um, increase the uptake further we really want to uh, provide the surgeons with the ability to uh, uh, kind of uh, inform their patients better so the patients and the surgeons can do can do a better job as a kind of a shared decision making about whether the surgery is the right thing to do and what kind of operation to have. Well, let's talk about some of the outcomes. What did you find out concerning loss prediction calculators, as it were? And um, I also want to ask what ghrelin is. Sure. So the background, um, a little bit more background to this is that to help address this um, prediction need I I just uh, talked about, there have been several calculators developed uh, which take uh, patient parameters um, and their comorbidities into account and try to predict what the weight loss outcome of an individual patient may be. Uh, One of the most commonly used calculators is actually used data is kind of run through the American College of Surgeons. It's called the MBSAQIP calculator. Um, and what we found in our study is that when we took somewhere around 100 patients, put them into the calculator, um, and then looked at their actual weight loss versus their predicted weight loss a year later, in about half of cases, the calculator Un- inaccurately predicted the weight loss by plus or minus 5%. Mm. And in about a quarter of our cases, uh, it was overestimating. In a quarter of cases, it was underestimating. <clears throat> and in about half, as I mentioned, it was, uh, it was accurate, but only plus or minus 5%. Um, now, obesity, our belief is that given obesity is a very complicated biological disease, it's a disease of many subtypes, and um, we, we feel that by including a biological marker of obesity into these calculators, we may be able to do a better job at predicting outcomes. So in this particular cohort of patients I mentioned, we had, had, uh, we had collected blood from them preoperatively, and we analyzed the blood for a variety of uh, GI hormones and um, markers of insulin resistance. And what we found was a high preoperative ghrelin level was tended uh, was a predictor of better weight loss after surgery. Uh, now, ghrelin is a hormone that uh, is, um, is secreted by the stomach and it increases appetite and drives hunger and eating. Um, and so we believe that in, in patients with uh, obesity, who are undergoing, undergoing bariatric surgery, a higher level of this hormone uh, um, uh, at a fasting state mm. predicts uh, better weight loss in the long term. 
So what does this ultimately mean for these patients and for the people that are providing the surgeries as well? Yeah, so we, really our long-term goal is by um, in maybe including a biological, biological marker such as ghrelin into our calculators. We can do a much better job at predicting what the weight loss for an individual is um, in the short and the long term after the operation. And I think by having this information, this patient will have a, will be making a much a better informed decision about whether to proceed with surgery. Mm-hmm. So a scenario you can take is that, and this is not an uncommon scenario we see in clinic, is that uh, we see an individual who's been struggling with obesity, has, let's say, diabetes and hypertension. They clearly qualify for weight loss surgery. They clearly would benefit from weight loss surgery. And they come to the clinic, and one of the first things they say is that, look, I know a friend or I know a family member who had this surgery, um, but they, uh, you know, and they were told just like me that I'm going to, they're going to lose a third of their weight, but they didn't lose that weight Mm -hmm. or they lost it and regained it. And I don't want to be that person. I'm afraid for that outcome. So I don't want to go through a whole operation only to kind of regain the weight back. Um, and I, and I think our, by our, by having a tool that will help us um, uh, reassure the patient potentially that they're you know they they have a obesity phenotype that's going to respond well to surgery based on our studies. I think that would be reassuring to them and the surgeon and the clinicians who are involved in the patient's care. Well, give us a website where our listeners can learn more about Brigham and Women's Hospital. Sure. So we have at the uh, Brigham, we have um, uh, our Center for uh, Weight Management and Wellness. Um, this is, um, um, and the, if you, if um, people Google uh, Brigham Center for Weight Management and Wellness, this, this site will come up. And what is, uh, I believe, useful about this site is that it talks about all approaches for weight management. So it, it's not a, it, it talks about um, potential use of medications for weight management. Uh, it talks about endoscopic uh, approaches to weight management, as well as um, it has educational videos uh, for the variety of surgical options that are available um, and also includes a kind of a 13-minute um, presentation on, uh, on with a more in-depth discussion of pros and cons of uh, surgical uh, interventions. And I do believe uh, more information can be found at BrighamAndWomens.org as well. Is that correct? That's correct. That's right. Well, doctor, I appreciate you joining us here on Health Professional Radio. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. Lots of great information. And I'm hoping that you can come back and, and talk some more. Absolutely. We'll be delighted. Thanks for having me again. You've been listening to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard, in conversation with Dr. Ali Tavakali. Audio copies of this program are available at hpr.fm and healthprofessionalradio.com.au. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, listen in, download at SoundCloud, and be sure and subscribe to our YouTube channel at YouTube.com Health Professional Radio.